Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I am so excited. We are on Clubhouse. That's right. That's how we're doing it, baby. We're recording live in front of a studio audience. We're going to have some questions, and I am so excited about my guest today. She is someone who I met right here on Clubhouse in like a week or two ago. We become fast friends. And let me just tell you a little bit about her. All right. She's the founder and CEO of Actionista Live. She is an Axtonisha by nature. And Axtonisha is someone, or Actionista is someone who is about edge, on the go and confident in their ability to handle people or situations. And she is a true action taker and she lives a life of inspired action. Samara, how are you? I am fabulous, Rob. Thank you so much for having us here today. I feel like I have to say, hi, it's Samara Hurley. And then it's Samara Hurley. I'm done speaking. You can say that, but you're not done speaking because I have you for the next uh, few minutes. So let's rock this thing out. So first of all, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Samara. Happy birthday to you. Tomorrow is a big birthday. That's right. Tomorrow is my 45th birthday. I'm one of the few people I think that loves aging and I'm all about birthdays. So thank you for mentioning my birthday. You're welcome. Happy birthday. I mean, so today's Monday. Tomorrow is the day the show will be released. So that would be today if you're listening right now, if you're not live. And it's Samara's birthday. So happy birthday, Samara. Thank you. This is the best birthday present you could give me, Rob. Well, there you go. All right. You're called a firecracker because of your energy, passion, and ability to talk to anyone. And you are all about creating a village. And you have so many stories to tell. Just give us the Reader's Digest version of Samara. <laughs> okay, that was long Aisha's enough. If Aisha's microphone was unmuted, yeah. if Aisha's microphone was unmuted, she'd be laughing right now. She's probably laughing that there. There is no short version of Samara Hurley, Rob. You've known me a few weeks. You should know that by now. I know. So just give us the short version of Samara Hurley. The highlights. I am all about taking action and creating a village. I create a village for myself and for my kids and for my family because we've moved so frequently due to my husband's career. So it's all about building relationships and maintaining those relationships. Well, one of the things I love about you is you have a background in varied things. So background in meetings, public relations, marketing, event production, destination management, public speaking, sales, fundraising, networking, social media training, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. And, you know, you have really reinvented yourself because as a high level event planner, you kind of got really thrown for a loop because of the this pandemic. So you had to reinvent yourself. So why don't you share a little bit what you've done since you had to like pivot and turn left or right or go straight or which way ever went you went. 
That's absolutely right. So we actually have lived in 11 states and we moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, where we lived for about four and a half years. And then in December 2019, I moved the family from Vancouver to Scottsdale, Arizona to live near my parents. So it was all about getting ourselves situated. I was working as a event coordinator for a nonprofit organization here in Scottsdale. And I pretty much coordinated the last event of the city. And that was on March 6th. My last day was March 9th. And then quarantine hit. And we were in an apartment. And my husband moved here from Canada at that point. And then we just tried to get settled as much as we could with most of our life in a storage pod. Well, so it's just about being flexible and making it happen, no matter what, what you're doing and who you're with and where you are. Yeah, well, not only that. So Samara's an action taker. Her daughter... Ava is an action taker. She has a company. Now, she's 11 years old. It's called Whisk It with Flava. And tell us a little bit about that. That's right. So Ava started Whisk It with Flava. Flava, Ava, get it. When she was nine years old, she likes to say, back when I was nine. <laughs> and she's only 11. She just turned 11. She started Whisk It with Flava in Vancouver. Um, there was a lot of drama going on in second grade uh, among the girls. And so she came home crying a lot. And so she was obsessed with watching the baking, how, baking channel competitions. And one day she brought home this cookbook from the school library. And it was making emoji cakes. And it's using fondant and all that jazz. So my kids used to want me to put me on the show Nailed It, the Netflix show, because I was the worst baker. I used to burn everything. So Ava wanted to bake cakes. And so the last day she came home crying, I was done. I said, go get the cookbook. And we started to bake. And my goodness, the kid has got skill. Thank goodness, because I am the worst baker, but she's incredible. And then before you knew it, people were ordering cakes from my nine-year-old. That's And there you have amazing. it. And so we That's moved it here. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, like you don't have enough in your life. So you have an 11-year-old daughter. You also have a 17-year-old son. That's right. So my son, Gavin, uh, he just turned 17. And when he was 13 months old, he was diagnosed with autism. And we had early intervention when we were in the Navy. And then we got out of the Navy and moved to Houston, Texas. And Gavin has been through a lot. But we actually didn't tell him he had autism until about a month and a half ago. So that's a whole long story within itself. But we, I have taken every part of my life story and my journey, and I have learned from everything. There are no fails. There are absolutely no fails. We just have to learn from them and move forward, and that is what I do. That's amazing. And you have another project, like you don't have enough stuff going on, and that is the CAM project. So share a little bit about that. That's right. So the CAM project is actually in memory of my son, Cameron. Uh, Cameron had a very unusual genetic defect. It's called giant omphalocele. His liver, intestines, and stomach were in a membrane outside of his body. And he had a hole in his heart and a 10% lung capacity. And unfortunately, um, Cameron did not make it. And a year later, I had this miracle preemie baby we call Ava. And so we believe his soul is definitely in Ava's body and she just could not wait to get out. So she was super early and she came out with a vengeance. So with Ava's whiskey with Flava as a kidpreneur and my Action East Alive and my event production, Celebrations by Samara, 
Ava and I decided to create a nonprofit and we're calling it the CAM Project. CAM, which is going to be K-A-M, stands for Kid Action Makers. And this is where we influence, inspire, and impact kids and teens all over the world. I love that. So dive a little deeper in exactly what CAM Project is going to be all about and the impact that you're going to have. So this is truly near and dear to my heart. Um, first of all, Ava is like a walking commercial and she has such an outgoing extroverted personality. And one day she has a YouTube channel with Whiskey with Flava and Instagram and a Facebook. She also has a website and she trained privately with a pastry chef and she just has this outgoing personality. And one day she said, mom, I want to have a podcast. <laughs> so I said, of course, we'll have a podcast because I have nothing else to do. So we decided to create the CAM project and use a podcast for all good. So Ava is actually, we're going to call it the CAMcast. Ava interviews the kids, and she's already done several interviews for the podcast. And I'm going to interview, or I have been interviewing, the adults, uh, parents, mental health providers and doctors, also entrepreneurs and mentors for these kids and teens. We also have a group of teens that's part of the CAM project, and some of them are 17 years old, and then we have people up to age 21. Some people have just been through way more than they should at such a young age, but they're such powerful, impactful, inspirational people. I'm so excited to have them on board with the CAM project. So it's a combination of a podcast, as well as um, all kinds of trainings, mentorship, and opportunities for kids and teens all over the world. We're also going to help these kids uh, hone in their skills for business, and become an inspiration to them. There are kids that are lonely or depressed. They're dealing with COVID. Uh, some people lost parents, grandparents, neighbors, and friends, especially this year. So we're going to show those kids that they are part of a family, the CAM family. We're the popular kids, which includes all kids. It's very diverse, very inclusive. That's the CAM project. I love it. Now, you were recently diagnosed with something which has had a big impact as well. So you have all of these moving plates and you have one more spinning plate. And what is that? Oh, well, it's probably a little bit um, type A OCD overcompensating. Just kidding. Um, I have fibromyalgia um, and I suffer from chronic pain. I've had chronic pain since I was 16. I'm this tiny little five foot petite thing and I weigh under a hundred pounds. And it's probably why people call me a firecracker. You mentioned that earlier. I kind of make up for my height with my personality, I guess you could say, but the chronic pain is from head to toe. And there are times where I can't get out of bed. Uh, but you will never know that because it doesn't stop me from getting out of bed. So unfortunately, that is one of the things that I deal with. It's I internalize it and I just deal with it and move on for the day. Okay. So I know you're going to just deal with it. However, how do you deal with it? How do you get through the day when you're in constant pain? You have all these spinning plates. You have all these responsibilities as a mom. How do you do it? Well, with the exception of the medication that I'm on... <laughs> Well, that always helps. Um, <laughs> helps. Um, I also, I have treatments and I've actually had 
spent a lot of money on treatments. I have a fascial doctor, um, Brian. Oh no, no, I want to go deeper. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk to the physical. Oh, you want to go deeper? You want? You I want to talk the mental. Session? I want to talk about the mental. How do you keep okay. all of these plates spinning, and you're always in action? How do you do it? I wake up now at five in the morning. I get my workout out of the way. I do a positive meditation. Um, anything from there's patience meditations, there's happiness meditations, there's pain relief, whatever it may be. Peloton's pretty good for that. And then I get up and I get in the shower and I make breakfast and coffee before the kids even wake up because I need that me time. That buys me an hour and a half of me time. And then the rest of the day is pretty much about everybody else and everything. I also, I have to see therapists to get through it. But I think that the biggest key is two things. One, I have moved so frequently, but have collected some of the most incredible friends a girl could ever, ever, ever dream of. I have friends that will be there for me for absolutely anything. And some of them I've been friends with while we were in the Navy, some even sooner from high school, whatever it may be. And sometimes those people come out of the woodwork because they realize that I am open and authentic. I write a lot and I also post some really intense, authentic posts on social media. And when I do that, a lot of people come out of the woodwork. I feel that we've been told for so long, oh, you can't say your son has autism. They'll only think he's crazy and weird because of Rain Man. Because when Gavin was diagnosed in 2004, all we knew was Rain Man. Or you can't do this, or you can't do that. It was always about about what other people perceived of me or us or you know, that perception. And that's not who I am. So I'm done internalizing it. It's time to take action. It's time to help others. And the CAM project has been a great outlet for that. Social media has been a great outlet for that. And then throughout the last years, especially the last, I'd say, five to six years, I have truly, truly, truly surrounded myself with the most inspirational, positive, authentic people. I am done with any level of fakeness. I am done with people who say they'll do things and don't follow through. I just want to be around people that are philanthropic, who care, genuinely care about people, and they're impactful. And those people lift me up on a day where I feel down. And I think that that's, the, that's actually the secret to survival in this world, I believe. Absolutely. So one of the things is, and just in the little time that I've known you, you've even raised your vibration higher than it was before. And that is one way to really um, drop off dead weight. Because if they don't meet you nose to nose, there's no way they can stay in your life. They just, no way. Um, They can hold on and try, but unless they meet you to where you are, and your vibration is getting higher and higher and higher with everything that you're doing and all the good that you're doing in the world, um, they just fall to the wayside. Have you noticed that? I've definitely noticed that. And it's funny because I mentioned my Dr. G fascial, he's a fascial doctor, chiropractor, whatever you want to call him. The truth is he's my spiritual unicorn, and I call him that. He is so spiritual, and he uses all kinds of spiritual therapies on me. And I don't think there's a a week that goes by that I'm not crying on his table. Um, It's truly better than any therapy I've experienced. And he knows how to bring everything out from inside. 
Um, and that's what's important is being with the people who start to really get you, who are there for you no matter what and who won't judge you. I don't judge people. And I try so hard to keep that mentality. It's hard though. It's a very hard thing to do. And I believe that running the CAM project where it's very diverse and inclusive is so important because our kids are raised in a judgmental environment um, by nature, from TV, from watching the news, from their friends, from grandparents, from different generations, whatever it may be. And so sometimes I feel like we're battling all the outside um, uh, factors in raising our kids. And so the best thing I can do is try to improve myself. I am the last person to tell you that I'm perfect because I'm not, which is interesting because I've been an event planner for 24 years. And when I started Celebrations by Samara over 12 years ago in Houston, we were trying to come up with names and people were like, oh, how about perfect parties and all that? I'm like, there is no perfect party. If your party is perfect, there's something seriously wrong. It's for me, I used to tell my staff before we would go into set up for an event that I might have been planning for two years. The paperwork is very type A OCD minute by minute. Aisha can tell you that she's seen my schedules before. It's a play by play. But I know by the end of that night, that entire document should be completely like crossed out, moved over. It's never supposed to be perfect. What's the point of hiring an event planner if that's the case? For me, I tell my staff, okay, girls and guy, whoever, let's see what we're going to fix today, or let's see what we can make great today, or what we can change, or what's going to make this special, because it's those impromptu moments, it's those things that happen that you don't expect, that can make your event the greatest, most memorable event of the year. And sometimes that's how it goes down, and it's a great thing. Yeah, I was a wedding DJ and a corporate DJ for really giant events for many years. I've done thousands of events. And the one thing that was really fun for me to watch was these type A event coordinators, and they would hand me their their schedule of exactly how everything was going to go down by the second. And then I would watch because we're dealing with humans here. Like, you know, you, one person cannot control is like herding cats. And it was just amazing because... 99% of the time, there was always changes. Nothing went on time. Everything was this, and you had to be able to bounce and adapt, which I found really helpful in the way that I live my life now is the ability to adapt. And I just found it really fun to be at these events because they never went as they were. And now I'm a wedding efficient, and I marry people. And so the first thing I tell the bride and groom is I go, this is my gift to you. I'm telling you that you are now on an e-ticket ride, strap in and hold on tight. Anything and everything can happen, and it's just perfect in its imperfection. Like, just know anything can happen, but the, the, the best part is, at the end of it, I'm going to marry you, and you're going to be husband and wife, or wife and wife, or <laughs> husband and husband. But that's always what I tell them. And it really takes a lot of pressure on because people in events, they put so much pressure on their life. And And you, one thing I've noticed about you is that you put a lot of pressure on yourself, and I think the way that you maneuver through that is very philanthropical. Like, how can I contribute? How can I contribute? How can I contribute? Just you on Clubhouse. I mean, I didn't even know you very, very short, and you jumped in, and you really took care of me, and you provided valuable assistance in me managing the Club Pod room. 
Like you, I just handed it over to you. And it's really amazing the energy that you project is that you're, I don't want to use the word trustworthy, but it's just very comfortable. You're very comfortable. Um, it, it feels very flowy. And I'm about the flow. There's not a lot of friction around you. You are on purpose and you're frenetic and you're crazy. And I love that about you. And everybody else loves that about you. And I think it's one of your most endearing <laughs> qualities is that, you know, you're, you're like, really, I mean, I'm Mr. Action. You have so many things. And one of the things I love is that you're starting to really pare them down and really focus on the important stuff. And I really want to acknowledge you for that. But what are some things that you do? How do you make it all happen? How do you keep going? Like, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Why? I'm trying not to cry <laughs> at the moment. Wow. Um, okay. So my why. Why do I do? I, I think I do everything that I do. I think in some time, in some moments, it's to prove to myself that I could do it. And something you don't know about me is that I've had a learning disability. I was diagnosed uh, when I was in fourth grade and I used to do well in school. I was an AB student, but when it was time to take a standardized test, I would fail. And then they would put me in the lowest reading level and the lowest math level. And my mom would have to go to school and fight for me to get me back up. And it's because I did not test well with standardized tests. In fact, when I took the PSATs, what I got combined was what all my friends got in just reading or just math. And so when I took the SATs, it was a disaster. And I was retested and then by a psychologist, a behavioral psychologist, and they finally diagnosed my learning disability and my brain does not organize in a linear manner. And what's interesting about that is I'm still type A and OCD organized, but my brain doesn't organize in a linear manner. So multiple choice for me is very hard and I'm a terrible test taker. And I, and then they, this is a whole nother story I won't get into, but they lost my SAT scores. I took my SATs um, in a school for dyslexia and they lost my SATs and the post office lost it. So it wasn't counted. So I ended up getting into University of Maryland by fighting for it. I had to fight to be in that school. Nobody wanted to take me in their schools. And my mom and I fought for it. And my mom's a fighter. She really is. She's a, her parents were Holocaust survivors. Uh, my grandmother, my bubby was in Auschwitz. My Zadie, my grandfather, he was in the labor camps. He, they dug the graves and threw the bodies in them of his own people. And we had 26 immediate relatives um, on just my mom's side that are were in the Holocaust and only six survived. And it's a horrible, horrible thing growing up to deal with all the things that they had to deal with and hearing it. And then all the, the things that were hidden from us and all the fear, the fact that cash was hidden underneath the mattress and things like that or always waiting for, you know, to be taken to a concentration camp. We had a really tough upbringing wow. and Yiddish and Polish were spoken in the house. Uh, my mom, the first language was Yiddish. My mom, when my bubby was pregnant with my uncle, they were on the boat through Ellis Island and they went to Newark, New Jersey. My mom was two. She was born in Munich, Germany after the refugee camps. 
And the way they met my grandparents met is a super romantic story for another day. But I think that I come from a long line of really strong women, really strong women. And yet I have a very close relationship with all the men. So like my father and my Zadie. Uh, so I just, I guess, no, that that is the example that I had. And so overcompensating was something I always had to do. So I think that my why is that I have to do it to prove to myself that I can do it because I've always had to prove it to everybody else. When I graduated from University of Maryland, it was the College of Journalism, Public Relations in the College of Journalism at U University of Maryland. I was president of the PRSSA, which is Public Relations Student Society of America at the time. And I fought for our professors to stay in the College of Journalism for PR. It was a huge thing. I started, I organized protests. I was in the newspapers, all this stuff. And then they awarded me the PR student award for the College of Journalism. And it was in front of the entire graduation. And I got up there to accept this award. And my name was mentioned by pretty much everybody who presented at the graduation. And that just blew away the entire family. They were sitting in the audience saying, Samara, our Samara, who are they talking about? Can't be Samara, she's not smart. I was never smart, but I'm people smart, I guess you could say, street smart. So maybe it is overcompensation. I feel like I should lay down on a couch now, Rob, and uh, <laughs> you're getting me to pour my heart out here. I don't think you need to lay on the couch. I think you're amazing. So so we have your why, but that really is not really your why. You said that's kind of like a what. So what is your why? What gets you up every single day to be the best mom that you can possibly be, to support your daughter, support your son, the CAM Project, Actionista Live, everything. What is your why? Why do you get up and do it every single day? I think there's two reasons. One is to show my kids a, a good example and what it's like to be, you know, a, more than just going, going through the motions of life and going above and beyond and helping each other and helping other people that you don't know. And two is I feel like I've always been destined to make the world a better place in some way, even if it's in a little way, but I always thought I was bigger than my own life could, could allow me to be, if that makes any sense. Makes sense. I love it. All right, well, the power of being on Clubhouse is we have an audience, and if you would like to ask Samara a question, go ahead and raise your hand, and I will bring you up on stage. Aisha, welcome, and what's your question for Samara? Hi, Samara. Um, Hi, Aisha. <laughs> I'm not sure that I have a question, but I did want to touch on on the last couple of questions that were asked to Samara. Um, the last time that I spent several days with Samara, um, it was during a time that I think maybe emotionally it was not the best time for her. But I have learned through the years of knowing her that she's just a person, I think it's innate, honestly, um, that does not give up. It, she's just always going forward, always moving forward. And the times where she's down and she is feeling, you know, beat up by life. Um, she's just will not back down. And that's something that I admire about her in addition to her level of energy that I just cannot match no matter how much coffee I have. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's, I think it's innate, honestly. It, it maybe goes back to her family history. Um, but the the why I think sometimes is, is just in her, it's, it's, it's this energy that is drives her. And I personally have seen it, but it is hard to explain for sure. Yeah, I, I concur. Thank you, Aisha. One of the things about you, Samara, is that you are a true inspiration. You you definitely live a life of inspired action with everything that you do, and you walk your talk. You know, you claim to be Mrs. Actionista, and you really are in action, and you are just such a beautiful soul, and you're such an inspiration to other people, and that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you um, on the show, because I want people to know, yes. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world and we all have a story and we all have to get up and work our way through our story. And some of us have bigger stories or, or more serious stories or more complicated stories than others. And Samara, you have a story and you haven't let your past dictate your future. You, and you are 100% with everything that has happened in your life. People would look at you and they could say, you know what, Samara, it's okay. And then you get to be the victim. You're just a victim. No, you are never a victim. You are someone who is a thriver. You're inspirational, you're motivational, and you're transformational. I'm humbled that you've crossed my path. And the reason that I want to get you on the show is because more people need to learn how to live their life in inspired action, and you are a great example. And I want them to know who you are. I want them to follow you, and I want them to join in on your campaign of making this world a better place. If they want to join the CAM Project or whatever else you're doing, but you really are truly remarkable, and I'm thrilled to have you on this show. Okay. Because Samara does juggle so much at the same time, I don't have any kids, um, thank God, right now. <laughs> um, I don't have to juggle that. But like with so many projects and kids happening and your life and your husband, how do you keep yourself organized? Like, do you use any tools for that? Or what is your approach? I'm trying not to cry here. I feel like I'm on the Larry King show. <laughs> I'm like Cuban Gooding Jr. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Oh, okay. Um. First of all, I just hired a virtual assistant. That was my birthday present to myself um, because it's time I, I delegate and take things off my plate. Um, and I'm very excited to have Leah on board. She's amazing. We just started today. But I do utilize the calendar on my iPhone religiously and I share the calendar. We have different calendars. So there's the Samara calendar, the Mike calendar, each kid has a calendar, then there's both kids, Samara, Mike, and it goes on and on and on, all different color coded. And you're talking, I'm the kid who color coded her socks from elementary school on. So yeah, <laughs> there might be some issues there. <laughs> but staying organized in that sense and keeping my office organized is how I do it. And I have to remind my kids over and over and over again what's going on for that day. So I have to do it in the morning and I have to do it in the evening. And I have to keep doing it and keep doing it and and just keep on top of everybody. So that's the best way to do it. There you go. I'm going to just wipe my tears. I'll be you, right back. <laughs> you wipe your tears. All right. Well, Jeremy, <laughs> welcome my tears. to the Living the Law of Action show. We're on with Samara Hurley. Do you have a question? 
I do. First, uh, thank you for inviting me on stage. I'm so sorry I was late. We're dealing with snow squalls here in Toronto, Canada, so I may be in and out. My question is this. Rob, uh, you were great by talking about uh, stories. Everyone has a story. And if I want to take that one step further, stories connect us. So this is a very powerful story. So my question really is, you talk about that you really exist to add joy. So I'm going to bounce this back on you to say you exist to add joy. What brings you joy? Wow. No one's ever asked me that before, Jeremy. What brings me joy? Sunrises, sunsets, scenery, going for walks, hiking, um, seeing my kids happy if it's not device because they got a high score on a game. Anything else pretty much makes me happy. Um, being around friends is really brings me a lot of joy and bringing people together. I've always been that person who loves bringing people together and all those things bring me joy and making new friends, being part of networks. Samara, you are a truly beautiful soul, a woman who is living a life of inspired action. How does someone get in touch with you if they want to support the CAM project or they just want to just be around that incredible energy here on Clubhouse or in business? Right now, if you DM me through Instagram, Action is still live, and that's Action, A-C-T-I-O-N, Ista, I-S-T-A, live, L-I-V-E, you can also go to my website, actionistalive.com, and definitely check out Ava uh, at Whisket with Flava, W-H-I-S-K-I-T with W-I-T-H, Flava is F-L-A-V-A dot com. She is also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And the CAM project is being developed on social media. The, the website is thecamproject.org. And that will be coming soon. Everything is in the works. The CamCast is our podcast. That will be launching live soon as well. So we're very excited to get all these things moving. And we have people that are already ready to jump on board and be part of this program because our kids need us. They are our future. Whitney Houston had it right. Our kids are our future. So we need to be there to support each and every one of them, even if they're not our own kids. I always wanted to adopt siblings. Now I feel like I'm adopting all kids everywhere. Samara, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Rob, for having me. I really appreciate it. And our friendship means the world to me. I am so blessed that I met you and I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that you're Mr. Action and I'm Miss Actionista Live and people think we're married when we co-mob, which is hilarious. But I am so blessed and Everything happens for a reason, and you and I connecting has meant the world to me. You got that right. This is just the beginning, baby. Woohoo! Party! This is the Living the Law of Action show. I am so thrilled to be able to share stories of incredible people that cross my path on a daily basis. Samara Hurley, another example of someone who lives a life of inspired action. Be sure to check her out. All right, two things, three things, four things. Take time to breathe. Don't let fear stop you and live a life of inspired action. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.